0: Welcome to another episode of the Daily Combat Podcast. I am joined, as always, by podcaster, arm wrestler, and bicep flexer, Hollywood Matt Connolly. My name's Dave Stockbridge. If you're tuning in for combat sports action, talk, news, reviews, and more, well... We hope you've come to the right place. So, um, Matt, uh, you were just showing me your website. So, uh, this is this is quite new, and I, and I think we've got a, a world exclusive for the Hollywood Matt Connolly uh, uh, website. So. That's all right. um, Yes. So, so uh, I mean, because it would just be arrogant for me to assume that this is all you do. Right. right. But obviously you're a multifaceted, very talented yeah. man uh, in your own right. And <laughs> you've got some side projects and other things going on out there in the world. And um, so uh, Matt, oh, I mean, it's probably too late for us to get up the website. Oh, I but it, I could, but you, hey, yeah, hey, no, 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 I mean, you just public, The public
1: doesn't want me to do that.
0: Oh, well, <laughs> the public <laughs> want bicep flexing. That's <laughs> what the public <laughs> came to see. So, uh, so uh, maybe tell us a little bit about that, Matt. So uh, Matt, Co- it's at it hollywoodmattconnelly.com That is You are
1: exactly correct. You are the winner. That you is are. it.
0: Excellent. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Well,
1: yes. So, um, it, wow, well, it was supposed to be a secret. Is it a secret? No, it, was it a really. secret? No, okay. it's fine. It's, don't don't go to the website. No, <laughs> it is. Uh, it's well, it's a work in progress. It's okay. it's live and it it's working. Yeah, um, but there is some things in there that still need to be adjusted and fixed and massaged and mm-hmm. yeah, put in place properly. But
0: so it's in it's in beta. That's, yeah, what
1: you're that's saying. right. It's, it's under, under construction. Right. Do you okay. remember the when you'd go to the website <laughs> yeah. and would have like a little triangle and a guy like digging? Yes. Yeah, that's where it is okay <laughs> it is, some, is somewhat it. more
0: advanced though I mean you've got some graphics yeah. on there you've got some cool stuff going on and um, and congratulations on the new podcast with Ryan Blue Bowen so oh, wow. uh, launched on Tuesday it, was it? did so yeah. congratulations thank it was a great same. episode oh thank it, you as well. yeah well yeah. done oh
1: uh, it was so cool yeah the, so it's The Deep End is uh, the show I'm doing with Ryan Bowen
0: and how did you come about the name The Deep End
1: well it seems to be that we sound very similar in voice which we did, neither of us had realised uh, and I had Never. Both very deep voices, yes, very manly just voices. Trying to go deeper and deeper with the, this is how I. Not I always <laughs> yeah, Do like you this. try to
0: out deep Ryan? Like <laughs> mid episode, I can go down and I'll no, do. sorry, I don't, sorry, do. sorry, I don't think he can by, follow by me. By the end of it, it's just grunting, <laughs> indiscriminate grunting. Yes. You both know what's going
1: on, but for the audience, <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 well,
1: that's right. Yeah, so we have basically. Uh, Everyone
2: who's watched,
1: this, we did one video together mm-hmm. uh, talking about some incident that happened at, at the club mm-hmm. and went for maybe 10 minutes or whatever. And then,
0: So this is like a, a few months ago? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, in, in the, all the, the comments in from that video, everyone's like, how does this guy sound exactly like Ryan Bowen? He sounds more <laughs> like Ryan Bowen than Ryan Bowen. <laughs> I was like, I was looking away from the screen. I couldn't tell who was talking.
0: <laughs> I had to double check myself. I think I was saying earlier. I know exactly where I was when I had to double check to look back at the screen to see. Hang on, was that Matt? Was that I? I can't tell. Yeah, it's,
1: <laughs> yeah. It's become my new favorite game at, at work. I get people. I play a sample. Yeah, and so who was that? Was that me or was that him? Like they can't see the screen. Have you tried got, it
0: out on the wife and kids? Yet? I have. Yeah, and, they
1: got it completely wrong. Oh, really? They they <laughs> failed miserably. Uh, My daughter got every one wrong. Oh, no. Yeah. I was like, do you even know who I am?
0: Does that mean that <laughs> belongs to her daddy? Is yeah, that what well, it means? I don't uh, know. It might be. I don't know.
1: But, yeah, every one of them, it was like, oh, no, that's definitely you. I was like, "Never!" No, it wasn't. Oh.
0: <laughs> and, and for those people that aren't ardent fans of arm wrestling as we are, who who is Ryan Blue Bowen? He's
1: one of the best arm wrestlers in the country at the moment, probably in the top three uh In the uh, yeah, well, in Australia and Southern Hemisphere wise, he's he's definitely one of the best going around, looking to push himself to hopefully world championship status one day. uh, Has a really big YouTube following. Has created the path in a way in terms of there was no niche of arm wrestling content. Well, in in the way that
0: it wasn't a full time arm wrestler content creator until really Ryan Bowen came along. Exactly, that's right. Yeah. Yeah,
1: so that's one of the things I really respect about him is that. He said, you know, there was no path, so I created the path. And he wasn't going to let those sort of things uh, hold him back. And now he's got, yeah, 53.5 thousand subscribers on YouTube, makes a full-time living from YouTube and and his revenue and is recognised as one of the top commentators of arm wrestling in the world. So for him to say, hey... Do you want to do a show together? I was like, um,
2: girls. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's quite yeah, I quite like... not <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well I mean, it's quite gratifying as well because Ryan is actively seeking out other talent in the arm wrestling world. And uh, I know that, um, uh, that Ryan has spent a lot of time with some of the biggest names in arm wrestling to help them get their social media profile up and running. The yeah. people like, well, the greatest of all time, John Brazink, um, yep. From what I Sam Ryan was his first YouTube sub. Taught uh, him how to arm wrestle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on YouTube, yeah. Uh, and uh, and 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 got him got him started on the path that he's now on, which is yeah. making a fortune out of YouTube. Yeah, um, and uh, he's really established a template that others can can follow, and yeah. and he's really happy to share. Uh, uh, spread around his uh, his little bit of gold dust oh, to everybody. It's amazing. The,
1: the way that he supported everyone in the community and and just freely gives out so much information and training knowledge and anyone who just messages in, he always gets back to him, well, mate, this is what you need to do, and spends time to help build other people in the sport as well. So it's not just that he's going, oh, it's all about me. It's like if, if you're actively trying to do something and then you say, look, I'm I'm struggling with this area I'm, i've made these things here but i'm just not sure how to do this mm. we're happy to help you and send you templates and yeah all sorts of different things sponsored my channel like which is just unbelievable yeah um yeah so he's been a, a huge influence for and a very positive influence for the arm wrestling community so it's great to actually have like i was blown away the weirdest thing ever though like we were doing the show <laughs> yeah so we started the deep end and uh, he said, we'll do it Tuesday morning, you know, because it's uh, in the afternoon in the US uh, and yeah, a lot yeah. of his, I guess, regular viewers of his shows are based in the United States. Yep. And so we started recording and because um, I, I know I've known Ron for a few years and it's like, you know, we chat back and forth and I know that he's got a big audience and he's big in the industry and everything like that. But when, as soon as we loaded in and went live, it was been about two or three minutes, like all of the like elite arm wrestlers from around the world were <laughs> all in the chat and <laughs> writing back to the things I was saying, and I was just like,
2: Oh,
1: oh. it was so weird.
0: Yeah, and what were a few of those names that you saw pop oh, up? Neil, Neil Pickup. Oh he yes, he, he asked a question early on. Yeah. yeah he picked did. up on what you was you were yeah. talking about. Yeah. And
1: so I said like best match ever. Yes. Like Neil so with pick Neil Pickup and Michael, Michael Todd. Michael Todd on the beach and and Ryan brought it up on the screen. So I was talking about the match. As Neil is responding to what I'm saying, it was just like, oh my <laughs> the magic of the internet. I was unbelievable. Like I've never spoken to Neil. It was um, and I was sort of trembling a little bit while I was doing the show because I was like, I'm seeing all these names come up, you know, and it was like Bob Brown arm wrestling. The Bob Brown's a guy who wrote the rules of arm wrestling. And I was I was bitching about the rules. <laughs> And then the guy that writes is like, eh, like I the, like the rules. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: was
1: like, Oh no, that's the dude who wrote him. <laughs> he can't argue back against Bob Brown. He wrote, he literally wrote the rules. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you, know yeah. you, should, uh, you know what you should,
0: you know what you buy him for Christmas? What's that liquid paper? <laughs> <laughs> to Put on the screen. So I mean, and uh, I mean Ryan Bowen. um would on any given day have one of the biggest names in arm wrestling ever, you know, on, on his channel. Mm-hmm. It's not entirely unusual. And and now you're tangled up in this world of elite arm wrestling and broadcasting. It's, it's a very, i very humbled by And yeah. um, completely and
1: utterly... Uh, just it was like christmas morning for me yeah you know, it's like it felt like oh, i'm so so happy and so lucky So like, mm. so lucky uh to get the opportunity to do it yeah um and i mean we didn't done this show i think this is episode number 40
0: well congratulations well, there uh, we go yeah. we
1: hit big four oh
0: yeah well, can, can cheers oh yeah for sure <laughs> let's do it
1: <laughs> i gotta drink now
0: yeah do that and not drink mm.
1: <laughs> there we go oh. yeah uh Forty episodes of this, and we normally run an hour and a half, two hours, maybe three hours. Sometimes, yeah. So you think, oh yeah, three hours of that, you know? Uh, it's it's like, like hey, hey, it's
0: Saturday. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. But on Thursday
1: afternoon, but, you know, um, and no, um, no ostrich. <laughs> 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 no Dicky knee around. no. He's down there somewhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we do have Tito.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, be much better finding Tito. Oh, exactly. yeah. Um, but yeah, having all the that those hours of experience of, of talking on, in podcast uh settings and then it was like, hey, you want to do this episode? i like, yeah, cool. I was nervous. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was nervous. Because it was like, oh man, I I, yeah. I felt confident like what I could say and how I would speak and everything like that. And I'm obviously really into time wrestling love it. Yeah. Uh and I would be able to talk on topics around that. But I guess it was just like the audience is Massive, yeah. compared to like, what we're doing here at the moment. I mean, yeah, you, we're, we're, we're it's at the beginning. you, me, and the two Tito's right. at the moment. It's, it's us and these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even pressed record.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <have I>? no. <laughs> so,
1: But yeah, when it started, like, because uh, luckily there was no... Long build up to, oh, we're going to do it in a few weeks. or so it was so like. So you
0: didn't really have a chance to, you know, yeah, thankfully. get too nervous yeah. or it one overthink it.
1: One day of thinking. How,
0: uh, did you have a plan going into it or was it just like. Um, pants off. That pa- was the plan. <laughs>
2: That's always a good plan. <laughs> yeah. 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 It,
0: makes, it makes you feel more relaxed. That's right. yeah. <laughs> at yeah. home. no uh, I was more
1: worried about the setup and the. Because I was doing it from home. Uh, and so I spent like all of Monday. We, so Sunday we agreed, yeah, we'll do this show. Great. And then yep. you said, okay, let's do it Tuesday morning. I'm like, cool all of Monday I'm with lights and cameras and, and and I hope this works and can we do a
2: test because
1: uh, the last thing you want is to go on and oh, we can't hear you, you can't, you're all muffled and yeah. uh, there's still things that I can adjust that I need to adjust but it, anyway, at least uh, you could hear me and you could see me so yeah. that side of it went alright but that was my big like oh man I just don't want it to, to mess up you know mm. and uh, even now like it's still on my mind I mm. hope this is recording properly yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah, yeah. It's the worst thing ever There's a couple of uh, YouTube compilations of people that have Like you know they, They've thought they've recorded an entire podcast And then right oh. at the end they, they they go to click stop But that's actually them clicking record <laughs> And then they go record And they go Oh hang on Oh no You can see they're heartbreaking just in that moment Oh man. god That'd be the worst thing <laughs> It's you know, like three hours of this amazing conversation And it's just like Yeah you didn't get it <laughs> Just go back and say exactly the same. Yeah. Um. So that sign of it was very much on my mind. But uh, apart from that, yeah, I forgot completely that he had this this audience, and there was some amazing people in there in the chat. They were all like, you know, so you could see who was in the chat, yeah. or,
0: or did you have a screen with you so that you could? How, how did that work? Yeah, what's, he, what's your interface to what's going on with Ryan and what's going on with the outside world?
2: Mm,
1: um, he showed me this awesome platform called ReStream, mm-hmm. and basically you can go live on like all these different platforms at the same time. So YouTube, Twitter, um, Facebook—you know, all of them. You're, you're live on all of them at once. Yeah. Uh, the screen that I could see, uh, so was I had my monitor here, and then I could see Ryan. Yeah, uh, and then. He could and the chat as well, yeah. And then, if we wanted to, he could load up YouTube and, and play that, and it would bring our little pictures down smaller yeah. so we could see what was going on with videos. And it was just fantastic an amazing uh platform. And he could highlight comments that would come up that were bigger, and yeah, and people, what he were donating us money, which was. <sighs> Mind blowing to me. uh, So you're
0: getting paid for the double bicep flexes on on this podcast. I'm sorry, we we can't we can't match that.
1: (laughs) Normally it's just a Saturday (laughs) (laughs)
2: night.
1: Um Yeah, so oh man, it was just incredible. Like people were actually, you know I, I never thought that there would be people that would ever um, you know, want to say hey, love the show, or love what you guys are doing, or really appreciate it. Here's some, here's <clears throat> ten bucks, and it was like, oh, it, <laughs> yeah. so much. You know, it's just uh, mind blowing. You know, it's just incredible that people would do that. And people were like go and follow Matt's channel, and this is his, you know, this is page stuff. And I was just like that's
2: but, incredible
0: thank oh, you. so people in the people yeah. in the chat uh, yeah. are saying hey you know, they're looking you up at the same time as hearing yeah. you talk and then saying hey check out that website and yeah. all of that yeah oh so so wow.
1: awesome some, some amazing people in there uh yeah, I was just so appreciative of it. It was a great experience. Yeah. And yeah, so it's going to be a weekly show it's, now. So
0: that's weekly on Ryan Blue Bowen's arm wrestling channel. Mm. So, I mean, if you are into arm wrestling, or even if you're not, and you just like a good chat, yeah. then uh, that'll be the spot to go to um, mm. every Tuesday.
1: We, we change it. We're going to do mm. Sunday morning now. Sunday morning. Yeah, because a few of the guys. So that makes
0: it Saturday night. Yeah, in exactly. America. Right. right. So, yeah. Or people on YouTube. More, yeah. Yeah,
1: because a couple of guys in the chat did say, um, any chance you guys could change it, because it's like it's monday during the day here and we're at work trying to listen but you know yeah. <laughs> sneaking away you know <laughs> so, so fair enough yeah we'll, we'll see what we can do and then uh, it was like hey let's just do sunday morning because that way we can preemptively if any events are coming up on saturday night or if events have happened friday or whatever we can chat about those you so
0: review yeah what's happened the night before
1: mm,
2: exactly.
0: awesome yeah so right on, oh dude. man so so amazing so shifting, uh, when, do you, when do you start on Sunday morning, this Australian time? This Sunday. Yeah. So Saturday in the US? So Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah
1: it'll be 7am Sunday Adelaide time, 7.30 yeah. Brisbane time and whatever time that is anywhere else, you'll have to do your own adjusting because I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you can work it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Should be Saturday afternoon or night or something in the US. So
0: yeah. yeah. And you can always head over to the channel and watch it afterwards, I'm guessing, if you yep. happen to miss okay. it live as well. That's so. right. Just yeah. miss out on the chance of donating yeah. money at that stage. I'm guessing. Well,
1: you can't always just send me money if you
0: yeah. want. <laughs> Cash, mail orders, yeah. checks, mail either way. <laughs> yeah, mail order bride. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say <send> that. We <laughs> <I've> got enough. <laughs> There's too many. So, <laughs> what, if, if people do tune in, what, what else can they hear on there? What do you think mm. is going to be coming up? Um, it's reviewing what's going on in the world of arm wrestling, predominantly mm. whatever the hot topics are. Yep. You guys are going to jump on and uh, lend your opinions and yeah. weigh in on the big issues of the day in the world of arm wrestling.
1: That's right. Absolutely. Wonderful. Yeah. It was. It was great. I mean, the episode that we did. I mean, you obviously listened to it, but uh, we talked about Larry Wheels and the mm. way that he's feeling after his uh, most recent super match loss. Yeah. And then, you know, of my opinion, I think Larry's a phenomenal arm wrestler. Mm. And he is putting himself in a position where he's going against people who are really experienced, really good. He started at the absolute top. Mm. So there's no shame in losing to the people he's lost to. Yeah. Uh, and I think that he should have been up 2-0 in his most recent one. Yes. And it was the rules that sort of prevented him from getting that 2-0 lead. Mm. Uh, there, he was he was going for a pin in the second round, which would have given him that 2-0 uh, and they caught an elbow foul when he was about to win uh, on the other guy. And it should have been a loss. It should have just been like, well, you, if you fouled in a losing position, you lose. Yeah. But that's not the rules. That's what I was complaining about. And Bob Brown was like, well, I wrote
2: the rules. But yeah. That's, <laughs> 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 so, uh, the liquid papers in the money. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh,
1: and I just said, look, from an audience perspective, that, you know, it's just silly. It, the sport needs to grow. And and that sort of thing just turns people off. Yeah. So, yeah. But Larry would have been up 2-0. Mm. He used a phenomenal amount of energy in that round. Mm. He was about to be pinned. Yeah. And he used everything he had to pull it back to the middle. Yeah. And then he worked himself into a position to get a press. He was about to press. He was pressing and he's about to win and I oh, will restart it. And yeah. And he was like, that, well, that I've was, used all my energy on that.
0: Yeah. So. It did disadvantage the – it definitely – the rule set disadvantage, Larry, yeah. in, in that particular bout,
1: exactly. Yeah, so yeah. And we yeah.
0: see that all too often, and I think um, some of the conjecture and, and what uh, Ryan and yourself were discussing in the podcast was: uh, do we need separate, different rules? Mm-hmm. Um, do we need do we need more viewer friendly rules? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, is the fouling regime and and, and the setup, um, for instance, um, the that's not really viewer-friendly, mm. you know, and um, and for the sport to grow. I, I think one of the uh, reasons why cricket grew so quickly in the 80s and 90s uh, was because of one-day cricket, you mm-hmm. know. It was that that format that was viewer-friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, it was bright. It was colourful. There, there was tonnes of action. Um, you could turn the telly on at any point in time. There'd be somebody trying to tonk it over the pickets. It was – that that's, that's what captured um, the imagination of sports fans, not just cricket fans, but yeah. – opened a a whole new audience um, by bringing also the playing time down to uh, roughly equivalent to a a long footy match. Also uh, with uh, 2020 cricket uh, has done the same again uh, in the last 10 or so years. Mm. Um, And arm wrestling, I feel, is kind of uh, maybe ready for different forms of Uh, Of the game, so to speak. So, uh, whether there is uh, room um, in John's rulebook, maybe, maybe (laughs) Bob Bob uh, Brown. Sorry, Bob, not John. uh, Bob Bob Brown's uh, rulebook for uh, a a version of uh, the sport that is more viewer friendly, that that takes less time in getting people set up, and Mm -hmm. isn't so prone to fouling out, and uh, and gives advantage to the instigator and and to the person that's giving it the rule to hang on, and uh, not unfairly. Uh, Penalising them for when they uh, when they've exerted in a losing position, for mm. instance, um, yeah, exactly. it's almost encouraging some people just to kind of let it go rather than to hold on. Because, uh, like Larry did, if you're going to expend eighty percent of your energy just to hang on from what looked like a probable loss, only to find yourself being fouled out and having to start again, mm-hmm. having given everything to uh, the uh, to the last round, then it's um, I, I don't know how fair that is mm. for uh, it's not fair for the athlete and it's not um and it's not fun to watch no, for, exactly. for the people at home. Yeah, you you feel
1: cheated as an audience. It was like, "Oh, he was about to win. Why is it why is he getting a restart? This just doesn't seem fair." It's like There's he, injustice associated it's with, injustice, with that. Sort of yes. that it's injustice. Yes. It's outrageous.
0: Outrageous. <laughs> 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 Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> and so, uh, so outside of that, if people jumped onto your website right now, what would they see?
1: Well, they would see probably a lot of this vice and <laughs> There's a little bit I think of that. There's three in. shots of that instantly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't had enough, haven't
1: already watched, you can just keep hitting podcast. refresh, and you'll yep. keep just getting it over and over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, there will be some merchandise. I mean, there's some merch on there at the moment, which is like it's the uh, demo merch, I guess okay. you call it. It's yep. just like the logo. Put on there yep (laughs) which is like it's me doing a bicep flex um i showed that to my wife and she's like you know no one's gonna buy that i'm like i i didn't that's not what i'm selling like that's just it's temporary i'm I'm like i wouldn't wear that myself (laughs) i wear my own photo (laughs) so i'll get some like designs done and put that up but the actual site itself is live it's online it's got a little bit of an about me but yeah it is still it's going to progress into something a lot better <laughs> and, and if
2: we
0: wanted to delve a little bit deeper into you so right right now you're, you're i mean you're you're wearing many hats so you're, you're uh, the, the sa titans arm wrestling uh you're the president of that uh, you're the state representative uh, here in south australia when it comes to arm wrestling um Oh, you're the most prominent uh, arm wrestling influencer here <laughs> as well. Um, maybe the only one, maybe. It's <laughs> yes, yes, me versus no one else. <laughs> uh, 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 the, the other you that yes. may be Ryan Bowen, we're not yeah. sure. Um, <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> 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 yes. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Get the LaTeX head off. Um, so, uh, so we got. Uh, so we got all of that going on, um, as well as I mean, you're 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 running events, um, you're organising the expansion of the sport here in South Australia, um, you're designing merchandise, and and, uh, and all of that type of thing. Mm. Um, there's, there's an enormous amount going on. Mm. Uh, how, yeah. do you, how do you keep control of it all?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of help from you.
0: (laughs) I just turn up and talk on Thursdays. That's No, No,
1: I mean, you've been a bit of influence because, you know, uh, for anyone who isn't aware, Dave does sponsor the SA Titans He's with his real estate agents group uh, over 100 years of...
0: (laughs) (laughs) You knew I was coming. Over over 7,000 years of real estate experience. Exactly. Distilled in the hands of one man. Exactly.
1: So, but you have given me so many opportunities and ideas of how we can grow and and put it into the realm of possibility because you know uh, you've sponsored in the way that you've helped us to get into events you've helped us with you know the shirts and uh so many different things that have allowed us to grow and allowed us to become a brand so it's not only that you know have had these ideas but being able to execute them with your influence and with the help of members from the club as well uh, that's been a big, big difference. Because, you know, you can have a pie-in-the-sky idea, but if you don't have the f-
0: means to make it happen, then it's probably not going to happen. Um, so if, if we rewind, say, three years ago, arm wrestling in South Australia, what did it look like?
2: <laughs>
0: was it three guys at Tim Graham's house? Was,
2: <laughs> <laughs> was. that what it was? I'm, trying. I'm not lot, but, I, yeah, that's literally what it was. Right, okay.
1: Yeah, uh, it was in... Tim Graham, who is one of the, the Viking the previous Viking. guest on the podcast, yeah, that's right? So he was running it from his his shed, his back his garage, yeah. Uh, and it was like one dusty old table, and a couple of people would turn up and you know, they would arm wrestle,
0: yeah. And and, I, and I've got a feeling that's what arm wrestling looked like through much of the world three or four years ago yeah. as well. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Uh, the only reason I'd sort of found out about it was from the Pulling John documentary, which I'd seen.
0: Have you seen that yet? Pulling John? No. Oh, it's great. No, Have a lot of Yeah. That. Uh, it's so like the pumping iron for Armour It is, and yeah, understand. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So pulling, John, for pulling people John. That, are, right. that are watching or
1: listening. Worst, worst title ever, but yeah. No.
0: <laughs> John, John didn't mind. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> that's right. But, uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's not in the super chat. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But,
1: but um, so yeah, I saw I had seen that, and then never had the experience to follow up with arm wrestling but um i had seen it at the melbourne the arnold expo Mm -hmm. and uh, you know every everyone who did it was there basically because it was like everyone who's interested in the thing that was the big sort of get together for the year and they would all come together and, and do that and Uh, luckily enough I stumbled across I was like oh they've got arm wrestling oh cool Uh, so I gave that a go and then yeah, Tim added me to the group and then you know of course he lives on the other side of the state to me (laughs) (laughs) I I hadn't sort of followed it up Devin Larratt was the main reason that I I, uh, followed it up
0: so Devin Larratt came over to South Australia for a a a, a workshop Mm. yeah yeah
1: seminar he was coming around which is fantastic that he actually came through to Adelaide uh, and and bothered was but like that he actually spent his time going around to each state to spread arm spread wrestling. the word yeah, yeah.
0: It's like, like a missionary like a messiah yes
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so know it's a world champion arm wrestler uh, from Canada uh, he was in town for the Melbourne Expo the uh, Arnold Expo and he he did a, a sort of a tour around each state yeah uh, when I saw that come up I was like I've got to go to that. Went to that. Had were there a, a lot time. of people there? That's yeah. about thirty people. Okay, so yeah. that's pretty healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So it was the majority of people who were obviously who were interested in arm wrestling. Yeah. Were there. There was a couple of people that had never done it before, and I was one of those. Well, I guess I'd had a quick go at the expo a yeah. year ago, you before, uh, and from there it was like, oh, this was fun. I really enjoyed it, uh, and so then I did actually sort of start following up and going up to. To Tim's, uh, to his garage and you know, <laughs> Tim's garage, <yeah>. Tim's garage, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it did grow from there to the community center where we still are at the moment, yeah. And yeah, Tim offered me the. Well, I think because it was starting to get to a point where we're we're looking at doing bigger things. Uh, I was making a lot of videos, which I still am. Uh, you know, filming training sessions, anything that's funny, anything that's interesting, cutting cutting it together, putting it out there.
0: And but you can he, find that on hollywoodmattconnelly.com? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Well, you, yeah. Wait, soon, oh, be It released. is, actually. It's I'm, on there, yeah. Oh, it's on there. It's okay. on the YouTube part. Yeah. Or well, the
1: videos part. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so head over there. You'll That's see right. some of that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so I made, like, a little profile video for each member, you know, being like, um, say, Matt. Bisco, the engineer, you know, I'd come up with nicknames for everyone. Yep. And then, like I say, oh, the engineer, and then I'd sort of make a little highlights video for him, you know, and yep. it was very crude. It was like, you know, all these badly lit, you know, half half a finger in the lens <laughs> shots. and uh, But it was fun. I was having fun doing that. Uh, and we were pushing it forwards and you know really enjoying it and looking forward every week. So I can't wait to get back to the client and do arm wrestling <laughs> and making videos. And we had this really uh, awesome group chat which is still running today and you know every time you load it up there's 400 messages to get through <laughs> it's like day and night cycles through with so many messages which is which is amazing but people are so you know you get this group of people that are all into the same thing from all areas from the state yeah all talking about different training or talking about life in general life, just different yeah. things that are happening supporting each other in different realms Mm. Um, sort of, I guess, like a footy club or something like that where you yeah. have some some of the best friends you might make is through sport. Yeah. And so that sort of built a really healthy community. It was like, we've got this really good group of people that are really into something. We get mm. together every week to do something fun. Mm. Um, And from there, it was like, hey, okay, well, let's get these shirts done. Let's get these, you know, and Tim had said, but, hey. And
0: where did the, those ideas, how did that come about to you to mm. start thinking in that way? Because uh, it's not necessarily been... I, I, I feel, and, and this may be an incorrect observation, but I feel like you started doing that and others started to be pulled in your wake, like you were setting a standard and others were saying, hey... What that Hollywood man, <laughs> you guys doing. With uh, that idiot maybe, over there. Maybe we needed shirts. He's need so good with his, in his in. videos. <laughs> I saw he had his finger there. It's not that good. Um, <laughs> I saw that engineer video. That terrible. Shitty terrible. lighting. He shit lighting. Doesn't have a clue what he's doing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Should run him out of town.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so, that, yeah. So when Tim had. So we were looking at expanding. Mm hmm. And I think you had come to Tim with some ideas as well, some opportunities. Uh, Tim studying full-time, he was, he was flat out. He just didn't have the time um, or the energy to, to go, look, mm. he's like, I love arm wrestling. I love coming along each week, uh, but I'm just, I can't put extra time in at the moment. Yep. And then he asked me if I'd be interested in doing it, and I was like,
2: yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh <where> am I? <laughs> <laughs>
1: so... Yeah, it was like, as soon as that opportunity came up, I was like, okay. And I wrote a plan that I've still got and goals and like I'm going to get all these things done and I'm going to start making these things happen because I want them to happen. I think we've got a fantastic sport that can grow to this huge level mm. um, and being a big fan of the UFC. We've got the UFC encyclopedia like there. The, which yeah. I probably know inside and out. But uh, I see. I, I did when I got that. I was like, I already know all this
2: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: literally. But just in case that. something
0: happens to you, we've got the book. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> I was
1: so, it was an arrogant thought, but I was yeah. like, I, I was like, I was flipping the door, I was like, I read, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah and <laughs> so
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, duh. give me something new. Yeah, where's really? the news? Oh, it finishes I want, now. I want my 39 bucks worth. That's yes, right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so being a big fan of this uh, organization and seeing their growth and how they went about it and how they did it. And also Tito Ortiz, uh, who a lot of people, I guess, maybe they're not fans of him, but he did market himself very well he started a t-shirt company or apparel company with 500 bucks Mm. turned it into a six-figure company punishment athletics um and you know came up with you know his flame shorts and you know his crazy t-shirts he would wear on each fight and Mm. you know his beanies and all the rest of it he made a lot of money doing that and it wasn't just with apparel but it was like people were interested in him because of the character that he was portraying yeah and i was like man i love i love that i love the wrestling like the WWE you know these these portrayals of characters I'm like well we have characters in mm. our club everyone's a character that's right member, yeah. that's right and so it's like well I can come up with interesting fun nicknames and characteristics and storylines and those sorts of things and put, start putting them out and it's not going to cost anything because it's just our training sessions um, but we have these amazing grudge matches phenomenal <laughs> training matches people Absolutely. going 100% against each other in training every week and having these awesome super matches and it's like this stuff can people would be keen to see this yeah so not only that but it's like if we brand it and put you know shirts and we put like proper business cards we got bumper stickers we got websites we Mm -hmm. got you know it's like this is this is something where people can identify with a certain character they might say hey oh that's the viking and oh that's the um, that's the god of war, or you know, <laughs> uh, for instance, yeah, for, yeah. Instance. for instance,
2: it could be Kratos, it could be anybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe kids out there want to be Kratos yeah, one day. Yeah, they could be, they yeah. could be. Yeah, <laughs> well,
1: they better start working their beard game. <laughs> but uh, so, to have characters going against characters works in any realm of storytelling and I've always been a big fan of that and I thought this is a great opportunity because I'm looking around going, these guys are the characters in this and I have the means and the motivation to make something happen and I want to do it. Yeah, And so, yeah, started putting things together and and now, I guess a couple of years later, well, it's probably been a year and a couple of months. So what
0: are, what are the, a few of the milestones? Because I, I think in some way the, this podcast has turned into an instructional for those people <laughs> that um, may be just arm wrestling with their mates in a shed at the moment and may have thought, you know, should we do a club? Like what mm. can we do? Yeah. Um, in the same way that Ryan Bowen's kind of laid down that template for uh, for people to become arm wrestling influencers and to derive an income mm-hmm. out of uh, the sport of, that they love the most. Yeah. Um, you're providing um, people – uh, the means and the opportunity and the and the methodology around establishing a, a, a club um, and uh, and helping to grow the sport at a mm. grassroots level.
1: Mm, absolutely. The number one thing is exposure. Mm. you got to let people know you're out there. And people, if they see it, even if they're not interested in it, they still see it. If they're seeing it regularly, they go, oh, that's the guy from that arm um, wrestling thing. And yeah. then they'll tell other people. Uh, the, and the conversation might come up with somebody at some point, oh, yeah, I'm th- oh, I'd am really like to do some armresting. And they go, oh, actually, I've seen a guy that has a thing on, you know. If you're never telling anybody about it and you're the basement superhero, you're going to stay the basement superhero. Like, you, if people don't know who you are, th- That's where. that's where you're faltering.
0: When, when did you start to see that work? So this content creation is going on. You're making videos. You're putting it out there um, on your YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing, yeah, and and out through the, the through Facebook mm-hmm. and uh, through the club uh, page and the like. And you're you're pushing that out. At what point did you start to get encouragement that maybe people were watching and maybe they were starting to turn up because of what they'd seen yeah. online or on Facebook yeah. or whatever it might be?
1: Yeah, it's always surreal though. Like when somebody turns up that has actually been watching the, the videos, all that sort of thing, it's it blows my mind. <laughs> Cause I would think like I, when you look at numbers of views and stuff like that, some some videos do really well and they might get, you know, ten thousand, twenty thousand views. I mean that's really good for me. <laughs> Somebody on just going, oh, That's good for me. But uh, so yeah, you might put a video out there that has an amazing supermatch. And or just a in really interesting moment, and it gets 20,000 views. You're like, wow, that's 20,000 people that saw that around the world. So I'm putting it out on, on all channels that I can, You know, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, everything. TikTok. And yeah, TikTok as well. Yeah, yeah. and one of, one of the coolest things is getting, well, it just, it just happened recently. It was like last month uh, I put up a video. It was only 40 seconds, but it was a funny moment, uh, and it got 1.3 million views, 1.3 million. I was just like...
0: <laughs> This is so weird. Um but yeah. And and, and from uh, a sponsor's uh, perspective, you know um to be um, <coughs> a real estate real agents st- a hundred years. Seven thousand real estate years. experience. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the <laughs> In this man alone <laughs> I'm like the
0: Yoda of <laughs> real estate. Um, two thousand years old. I started selling uh, huts to Sumerians and <laughs> Four thousand five hundred BC. Um, yeah, they, they haven't paid their rent, by the way. They're complaining about the cracks um, the, um, and the um, and in a language I can't understand. Um, but the good um, ones. But the uh, but from from my perspective, as, as the uh, in the background. Uh, was my logo mm. in the in the background of that 1.3 1.4 million views yeah. um and uh i mean rate of return um is exceptional for so it, for anybody that's considering uh running a club uh, the uh, and encouraging a sponsor often with sporting clubs in particular a sponsor is not so much the sponsorship as it is a donation mm. it, these are normally you know Local business people that just throw money at it, you know, people that they like, uh, essentially. But um, in our case, the rate of return is exceptional because mm. there's no way on God's green earth that I could reach 1.3 million people in a week, yeah, uh, by myself and put my brand in front of that many people. Yeah. Um, whereas you put a 40 second video up on TikTok, and uh, by the to- uh, within a matter of days, um, millions of people have seen it. Absolutely. And uh, and when they're not and. And then there's that long-tail effect, as you were suggesting before. You know, you might have a really good video and there's 10,000 views, which mm-hmm. is excellent. And you might have a video and there's four, four 40 views. Yeah. But... The reality is if you took those 40 people and put them in a room and put yourself in front of them mm. to tell them about something like a training semin- a seminar or a, or a webinar, that's a good crowd. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, uh, it doesn't really matter what the numbers are because over the fullness of time, you'll get those breakthrough moments mm. where either people just recognise you or are already familiar with you because of what they've seen online <laughs> or you get a whole ton of views on a video you were never expecting.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and I think if you're genuine, if you're somebody that's putting it out there as a fan of the sport and you're saying, like, this was an amazing moment, or I really appreciate this, or this was cool, I checked this out, and you're not saying, if you don't, there's, it's very easy to become, come at things with, a, like, an arrogant um point of view when you're posting stuff and people sniff that out really fast. Like if you're yeah. not genuinely an arm wrestler or an arm wrestling fan or trying to build a club or if you're not trying to do things in the right way or you know you're just sort of pushing it a little bit and then saying, hey guys, this is something I'm doing and then you sort of step back and then mm. give it a chance to relax and then maybe come back again. But if you were just slamming stuff in people's face, like go, oh, this guy's an idiot, can't wait. Yeah. You know, it is definitely a method to that. And it's just sort of like any social construct of conversation you know if you're talking to somebody and you see that they're maybe in a rush you don't want to just hold them back and keep talking to them and let them go you You don't want to be a narcissist about it yeah Yeah. that's right you want to pick up on those social cues and there are social cues online and even though there's no person there the way that people react to stuff and luckily i've been there since the internet started in a way uh you know with message boards so just, <laughs> just on bsb bulletin boards and then <laughs> you know moved up through the ranks uh, and seeing the way that people interact there is definitely a way to go about uh politely putting your stuff there and people will see that oh this person is genuine and they're not just slamming content in my face every day. It's like, here's something that I'm doing that I, you know, and it's like there's value to this or there's some interest in this. And I can see why they they like that video, why they're putting it in my, you know, putting it in the feeds or putting it in these groups. And it's not going to be annoying to people. It's yeah. like, oh, that was cool. I liked that. Wait a couple of days. Oh, here's another video. Oh, that was cool. I liked that. Yeah. You know, so it's not that you're there just trying to obviously build a brand or obviously just trying to make money out of it. Because those people, you can just see them coming from a mile away and people mm. just don't like that. It's like, I'm a salesman. I'm trying to get you to do something for me. It's like, I don't do anything for you, dude. I don't know who you are.
2: Yeah, you yeah. Know? But if you're like,
1: look at this. This is ridiculous. you got to take this out. Yeah. You know, it's just there's a difference to it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I love the fact that we had the real logo in the background for that <laughs> because it's like, this is something I get to give back to you, you know, yeah. as a value sort of like. You know, cause I appreciate what you've done for us so much. And it's like any opportunity I can get, I'll be like pushing, you know, to say, Hey, we're supported by real estate agents group. And, uh, you know, we, and the support that we've had from Diamondback back and, and from all the guys that, you know, we've been involved with, with promotion. It's just like, you know, if there's any opportunity where we can help them out or, or be like, Hey, this is, this is like, check. like I got this, this video, got millions of views and, your sponsorship was in the background, or you were a part of this, you know. Yeah. So,
0: especially if it was a good video, not a bad Yeah, video. that's
1: right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't get sent the, the bad videos. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't see that. So, I, I just assume they're all good. <laughs> yeah. So, before you before you started on this whole journey and got into arm wrestling, you've been weight training for a while, and your nickname, Hollywood Matt Connolly, that, that's uh, you're an actor yeah. or had been an actor. Do you still, still claim still well, acting? Guess, yeah, sure, yeah. Well, Are sure. you acting now? Well, a, this is a <laughs> <the> performance now. <laughs> We're all actors, though. <laughs> Deep down. Um, <laughs> so uh, so you, you have that acting background, so you've got, a, you've got a, a, an empathy for what perhaps the viewer is, is, is observing. Mm-hmm. And um, a, a, has that kept you in good stead, the, the training from your acting daily, days now, uh, presenting in front of tens of thousands of people when you're on a podcast like Ryan Bones, yeah, for instance? Absolutely. One of the big things, one of the main things
1: that really helps is just forgetting about everybody else. And yeah. it's like whatever. Like I'm just here talking to you right now. Yeah. I don't, if there's a million people watching or one person, it could watching, be. Oh, possibly, no people, probably. Watching, you know. Then it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's the same conversation to me. Yeah. It Doesn't matter how many people are watching. I'm yeah. still going to react the same, and I can only be here with you. Yes. Uh, and I learned that pretty quickly while being on set and doing scenes with people. And you've literally got, I could say, a cameraman who's walking around while you're trying to talk mm. and they're like don't look at the camera but this dude is coming in front of your face
2: <laughs> <laughs> and not only that but
1: you've got like a sound guy holding a thing above your head <laughs> and you've got like 50 people all staring at you and then you got to
0: passionately kiss a stranger that's
2: right yes. <laughs> yeah
1: exactly yeah <laughs> so being able to ignore everyone else and everything else that's going on is, I think, a really big element to it. And had you created any content as such before arm wrestling? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't. I mean, it was you know just silly, fun videos. But it wasn't right. anything that you would say, oh, this is a, a short film or anything like that. Yeah. Which is a mistake of my part now that I've sort of looked at the possibilities of what I could have done. Um, and one something I heard with an actor that was in LA and they were – They'd been there for maybe 10 years and they'd finally got work. And they said, look, your agent takes 10%. So out of your paycheck, that 10% is going to the agent. They're only putting in 10% of the effort to find you that work. You yep. need to be putting in 90% to be able to find that work. If you're not, if you're just relying on them, that's only 10% of what's available to you to go out and find work. Yeah. And I think that social media especially has been a massive tool for people that would never have found success before, they're not relying on going and getting movie roles, getting TV roles anymore. Mm. Uh, you can start a topic on anything, anything that you're interested in, yeah. and if you're interesting, engaging, and genuine, uh, you'll find an audience. The rewards audience. are there. Yeah, it's mm. it. The audience is it's there to watch you. Yeah, and if you're not, if you miss the mark, they'll skip and they'll they'll move on. But then yep. you get to refine it. You get to try again. And there's no penalty there, and there's such a low cost of entry.
0: The low cost of entry, you know, that we're able to sit here in a room and sound reasonably professional and have some lights and a little bit of stuff going on, Mm. and it doesn't have to cost the world. Whereas, you know, there would have been a time where you needed a – professional studio to do that and to get access to that you needed to know the right guy and then the right guy wanted you to work there and then you you know you got paid nothing Mm -hmm. you got Mm -hmm. paid peanuts and for five years and then eventually you get your shot yeah, you know because somebody was sick or somebody got the sack and then you got a chance to be on the radio or something, you know. It's uh, whereas these days, so you got an idea, you got a, you can get a microphone for hundred and fifty bucks, yeah. and you know, talk straight into your phone and uh, yeah. and and get something out to the world in seconds.
1: That's right. That's and if right. they
0: love it, by the time you finish doing it, you know, there's uh, your phone will be ringing. Um, yeah. So your your background being in acting, then you've kind of you've seen some of the opportunities you've seen in arm wrestling in the I, I, I call it the Wild West period of arm wrestling where. Mm. Uh, still, there's so much that remains undefined. Mm. And uh, yeah, we've got uh, an era, a really interesting era in the sport of arm wrestling where uh, you've got the greatest of all time who's still alive, still active mm. and still competitive mm. or competitive once again. Yeah. Um you've got um you've got a gaggle of guys that have been around the sport for twenty or so years, twenty maybe thirty years, mm. um, that are that are still performing at an elite level. Mm. And then in behind that you've got this new generation that's that's making their way through. Mm-hmm. And then in amongst that you've got the convergence of technology and then some of these influences making their way into the sport and making a, a real positive impact in the sport like Ryan Bowen, mm-hmm. um for instance, you know, Ryan isn't a world champion arm wrestler, um, uh, maybe in amongst the top handful or so in his weight category, we're, we're soon soon to see, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but he's risen to prominence because of his hard work behind the microphone and camera, mm-hmm. uh, more so than perhaps what people may have seen on the table. Yeah. Uh, and his ability to be able to hype what it is that he does mm-hmm. um, because he's charismatic, because he's engaging and because he's prolific. Yeah. Uh, he's creating more opportunities than anybody else. Um so we live in this uh, interesting time, but within that paradigm, you could see an opportunity to do, to carve out a wedge for yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Hmm. What well, was because uh, I was uh, lifting weights in the gym, you
1: know, bodybuilding. 21, 21, you, you, 21 you, years. You now. do weights? I do. Is that right. I've okay. been to a gym. Right. Okay. <laughs> I've driven past the gym a few times. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was my thing. It was like. Um, you know, when I was a kid growing up, it was the 80s. It was all action movies, you know, Schwarzenegger and Van Damme and uh, Dolph Lundgren and all these, you know, huge, larger-than-life, muscular guys. And I was like, I want to be like that, you know. Yes. And soon, as soon as I could, i got go into the gym and I was like, I want to be like that. And that was my goal. And I would train, you know, six days a week, seven days a week. Uh, and I still do train <laughs> at least five a week, you know. <laughs> Maybe it's more than that sometimes. But uh, but I remember the, this moment of because that was my number one thing and then I did have some opportunities with other things I I did some wrestling for a little while some boxing for a little while but it was like that's going to take away from my ability to to train in the gym and that's what I love doing uh but when I found arm wrestling I remember having I think I've told you this before having this moment of do I want to keep doing this because it's it destroys like your arms are so sore for days days afterwards and like I can't train back, and I can't train biceps like as hmm. heavy. I can now because it's been unconditioned to it. But you know, for that first probably, well, it's like it's been three and a bit years now. <laughs> yeah. But for those that period of time, it's like you're going to have to sacrifice those workouts to do this thing. Is this worth it to you? Mm. And that, that, and I had that inner conversation, and I was like. This is like. Was I'm, it in in a
0: conversation with yourself or just Ryan Bell? It was. Ryan's, it was in Ryan's <laughs> did, voice. Did you speak and Ryan spoke back?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. I'm borrowing Ryan his voice. Just for encouraging this in the background. Just,
0: no, you're doing the right thing. Yeah, that's right. Just a little. <laughs>
1: yeah. But uh, it was—I was having a good time with it, and Mm -hmm. I was like, "This is something that's so fun, and it's not only fun. The people there are great and encouraging, and it's not only that, but there's so—the levels of skill and technique are so." deep like mm. that it's an endless rabbit hole of, of <laughs> you know you think you get a grasp on something and then somebody just blows you away and it's like my god i know nothing yeah <laughs> which is you know what you want it to be an endless like learning curve
0: you, you kind of see that with golfers yeah. and uh and guys that get into bjj yeah. you know they, they kind of get into it and before you know it they're they're on the mat every every
2: second day <laughs> and yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's, t- that's
1: what makes it so fun and also so I was like, okay, well, this is. I'm really enjoying this, and it was at that time where, you know, phones had had progressed to the point where, I mean, my phone is just as good as the camera we're recording on now, and yeah. and you can just click your button away wherever you are and just point, point it. You don't even need a tripod or anything. Just film it like that, and yeah. you've got something. You've got content, and yeah. it was. I was able to do that, and for those first few months, it was like this is fun, and we were just sharing it together like hey look at this funny bit that you did or when you were doing that but then i was like this people would might like to see this and i was yeah. showing people at the gym or I was showing people you know i oh, checked this out when this happened uh, and i was like well that this is this has something to it yeah and it sort of progressed from that so i was like okay well i'll start putting some stuff out there yeah and it's not that my videos have millions of views or anything like that there's only one that's got that but in terms of the people that have seen it, or well, the people that do watch it, they really like the they sport respond. of arm yeah. So yeah. you might get say hundred views, but those hundred people really like it. Yeah, it's uh, niche. It's deep. Yeah, yeah. The interest is deep. That's right. And so it's it's building, uh, and I think it will continue to build as long as you know you keep you keep being honest, you keep being genuine, you keep you know trying to raise your standards and get things better and better. Uh, and I see like a huge future for arm wrestling. I think it's just on that. It's on that little. Breaking point and as you were saying, with you know you've got the the older legends that are still involved in the sport and they're still really sort of carrying it at the moment. But you do have the undercroft of rising talent that are seeing it for the first time and they are really getting into it. Yeah. Because it's
0: now it's being more exposed. And it's like,
1: Oh honestly, oh that's cool. And,
0: and the crossover effect of some of these uh, Big personalities yeah. like Larry Wills and and uh, and and Juji and mm-hmm, these guys mm-hmm. that have got millions of followers who are doing their little bit to more than their bit to spread the word mm. uh, about the sport um, and 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 maybe putting it into eyes and ears of people that would never have previously considered it as yeah, a sport. That's right, and then just like. Being able to put a video together and do a, you know, hey,
1: this is me, I'm talking about this, and blah, 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 blah and let's talk about this match and check this out because of this happened. Blah, blah, blah. And I think it's just the skill of having those years of doing scenes on camera with, you know, he's a character, he's your script, where you go and doing the scene with whatever character it is. But now being yourself and being able to just talk and having, you know, hit record, let's do it. I'm, I'm let's go. I'm ready to do it. There's no nerves there because mm. I've done it a million times in different. I guess not more difficult situations but just, it's not me. I'm playing a character or it's like, and I would never be this. I would never do that. I'd never say that. I wouldn't stand like that. I wouldn't look like that. Mm. So when you get to be yourself, it's very natural. It's like, uh, and anyone who is making content, um, I would say like, if you're going to do a video and you want to talk to camera, do it 50 times. Like do that scene or that little bit, that little intro, just do it bunch of times because your 50th time will be so much better than your first time
0: do a bad draft first don't put all the pressure on that's right right yeah getting it perfect yeah Yeah. and
1: and press record and then just keep saying it if you stuff up okay just give a second start it again like don't do the on and off on and off on and off
0: that's the frustration
1: isn't it yeah and and that puts that pressure on you again because then you're like record okay i gotta sit down uh performance anxiety Yeah. yeah yeah because if you're already in position you've got all your you know and you know and you just are you stuffed that line or or not that it's a line it should be a very natural performance but if you said something you really didn't mean to say it's like oh hang on all right i'm just going to do that again yeah so and you just give it a second go again and then do it again and again and again and again and maybe at the end of it you go i'm not going to use that but that is the experience that's training that's that's Mm. to the point where when the opportunity does come you feel like i at least i know what i'm doing yeah so you know like yourself with Ring announcing, if it's the very first time you would have stepped out mm. uh, in front of an audience with a microphone and there's thousands of people and you're the person that are all looking at, you've got to call out the fight. Yeah. People might think, oh, yeah, it's, it's an easy job. That is not easy. <laughs> that is pressure. And it's, but you'd had years of auctioneering experience and talking in public and talking to people and regularly talking with people. And it was like, even though this is my first time doing. This thing, it is similar enough to the other things I've done in the past that I know that I'm gonna be okay. And after that first call out, a few sentences in, mm. you you would have been fine. You've been like, I'm no I I've got this. This is I've got this in the bag. And you would have been better the second second time you did it. 100%. Better the third time. And yep. you're just gonna keep improving to the point where it's like, This is the guy, like he's absolutely phenomenal. And then you go, Yeah, just don't watch my very first go at <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> but to them they might not, not see the difference. but no. But no. you, you can be like, oh, that, that was a really bad one. And yeah. it's like, people go, oh, why? You know, did you hear me stuff that name up? Well, I, I was shaken on that bit. Yeah. They never pick that up. No. It's like, but you watch it and you're so critical. So yes. people can be really overly critical. No. And as long as you can, people can see you, they can hear you, and you're interesting, that's all they need. Yeah. You can have a lisp, you can have a stutter, you can, um, you know, if you're stumbling all over your words, but if you get
0: people forgive you if you yeah. if you got good intention that's right yeah yeah mm-hmm. i think so so the last few years has been really interesting for arm wrestling because I'd say it's one of the few sports that's seen exponential growth during the pandemic mm. and uh, what what do you attribute that to because we, we've we just come out of a time where in much of the world people weren't able to arm wrestle they weren't mm-hmm. able to do a lot of sports but especially one as intimate as holding hands with someone with their <laughs> face uh, six inches away from, from <laughs> the, the other one, occasionally candles uh, and and uh, <laughs> and some red wine and yeah. uh but so what we we're, we're, uh, i had a conversation with ryan on the weekend as well and i largely attribute that to the good work that he's been doing and encouraging other people to do on um, on social media mm-hmm. it's been that's where the uh, attention's been mm. and that's what's built more um that's what's built more attention for the sport. Yeah. Um. So um. Uh, but but how do you see that? What, what do you think happened over the last say two years in particular that's led to this uh, huge growth in the sport of arm wrestling? I think you
1: hit the nail on the head with that with social media. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just the fact that it's it's being pushed in more ways on more platforms and more channels.
0: And all the big names now have a YouTube channel, right. don't they? Whereas maybe two years ago that yeah. wasn't the case. But exactly. That's right. Yeah.
1: And it's you know you see. I mean, I never would have thought John Brusick would be on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> he's got a channel and he's, he's making money. Yeah. Yeah. he's got thousands of people that are subscribing to it uh yeah it, it is that realization i think that people have got and i would say ryan is a big push of this that he's reached out to people and said look i am making money from youtube doing this about armlessly i am a big fan of yours or i see potential in you here's what you can do and, and he would you know i'm not saying that he would be like just just do it um that he would probably provide them the way and it'd be like I'm not expecting anything in return i just want i'd like you to see you be successful yeah because you're you know an inspiration or you're an elite arm wrestler or you're a world champion and you've been paid i guess peanuts from from the actual result of arm wrestling yeah so it's like this is a way you can make money from it people love you you're they every time that you're pulling on the table you know you get your matches get thousands of views people really. Appreciate watching your content. Please make a channel and talk to your fans because you will, A, get more exposure, B, make money, uh, and C, help the growth of the sport because mm. people now have access to you. Like mm. if, you know, you say five years ago, you want to talk to John Brazine, pff, good luck.
0: Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, unless you had his mobile yeah. or whatever. That's yeah, right. that's you were not going to get him. And, and so, uh, so now we're, we're kind of coming to a point where – Arm wrestling has got a real chance of becoming mainstream in the not too distant future. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got some of the biggest um, brands in the sport, the biggest names in the sport, uh, now on social media right. and and spreading spreading the word. Uh, you've got people like yourself that are relatively new to the sport that are doing the same and finding finding pathways within the sport. Mm-hmm. In, in the next couple of years, what do you, where do you see the sport? Where do you see it going? Um, do you see a change in rules to make it more viewer friendly? Do you see a, a splintering where there may be different rules, different competitions, different regions? Uh, do you see super matches becoming the preferred format or tournaments? How do, um, how do you where, where do you see arm wrestling in two years' time?
1: I see continued growth in two years. It's it's going to be continued growth. From where we are at the moment, I don't think within two years it would get to the point where you know it's mainstream or anything like that. But I think more and more people will be aware of it and start to maybe train, or more clubs that are popping up, and that sort of grassroots growth will will increase a lot. Which you know, in every sport or every industry, it's always the grassroots where it you know, its foundation comes from. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, the, the the way it would be successful. Is if they did something like the UFC, if there was a world league that was, the, it was a recognized as the champion. I say the heavyweight champion. Well, you've in got this the best league.
0: athletes in the sport, regardless exactly. of what it's called or what it is. But you've got a chance for the best to test mm. themselves against the best. That's right.
1: Yeah. So if you're the champion in this league, then you are recognized worldwide as a champion. Mm. You don't have the European league, the US league, the, the Australian league, the you know. The Other parts of the world that it's like, oh, but yeah, he if he went against him at the moment, it's very much opinion based like mm. rankings. It, it's all there's very much hypothetical if he went against him, it might be like this, and but he beat him, which means that he beat him, which means he should be ranked higher. It's like it's not official, yeah. And the UFC is so still a
0: standardization to the rankings is something there must be a methodology applied mm. so that that can be fair and equitable. And uh, so, a, a regional competition, for instance, for a, a top athlete, couldn't be uh, calculated in the same way as, say, a super match with one of the greats mm-hmm. or you know, somebody who's top five. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, is, is there a way of mathematically uh, calculating that so that there's not that? Same level of conjecture as mm. there is at the moment, and same range of opinion over who's the best, who's not, etc. Not, not for a while, okay. Not for a while, yeah.
1: Um, the The difference is, super matches are the way forwards. Super matches is, is the way the most entertaining. You heard it uh, here, Matt Connolly's That's forward. right. Okay. So, super uh, matches is the way that will bring the real champions to light. Mm. If you've got multiple rounds against the same opponent, and let's say it's first to five, and you get an opportunity. Is there a
0: preferred length? You're saying first to five. I like first to five. Is there a standard? Five. Is there a standard that's normally applied at yeah. an international okay. level?
1: Yeah, there's. They either do first to three wins, uh, or they'll do six rounds, like and six rounds regardless of what the score is. So, right. and what's your preferred? Um, I don't like either. That. Okay, I like.
0: Is there a third way?
1: Well, my way.
0: <laughs> the Hollywood the slap can't competition. No, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just with the fleshy. Yeah, that's right. right. Oh, just yeah. the fleshy bit. Yeah. You hit him with the elbow. No, I, I did see out. The, the slap competition in uh, the Arnold. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh oh God. I was really Why was
1: Arnold involved in that. I was
0: really surprised <laughs> to see, but nonetheless, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he
1: said afterwards, oh, I didn't know what it was, dude. You signed up for it, and you promoted yeah. it. You put your name on it. You should know what it is, yeah. anyway. Anyway.
0: Yeah, <laughs> indeed. And so uh, you're, um, you're, you're saying, so supermatch is definitely the way. Absolutely. And, and uh, rounds of supermatches, because it's not standardised, mm-hmm. is there is there, a, is there an optimal amount of rounds do you feel that settles who's the best? I think first to five. First to five? First to five. Running fouls?
1: Running fouls, absolutely. Uh, I still think there's major adjustments that need to happen in terms of how the setup is done the straps uh, you know the elbows and i don't have the answers um, mm. I, I i was
0: really hoping you had. i thought yeah. if we could solve that <laughs> in this podcast yeah. there'd be no need for future podcasts <laughs> Call Ryan Brian Bowen up. don't I'm need to laying do it. out the blueprint chatted right, to dave yeah. the other day we sorted it
1: no 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 need for more i have episodes. ideas i have ideas one <laughs> yeah. one idea and uh, i did read That's about it this involve lasers <laughs> <laughs> run the eyes is <laughs> <laughs> um this is probably not going to solve a lot of things, but it pressure points on the elbow pads that right. indicator whether you've lifted your elbow or not.
0: So, an electronic indicator like you do on your car seat. So, right. if you, yeah, right. Okay. Mm. Well, and I, I mean, you, you would imagine we've got the technology, we can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It's just a pressure point but, yep.
1: um, or a press, pressure switch. But, yep. uh, you know, then you'd have to adjust for, well, how, how high. Do, do we need starting already?
0: points on the pad where the elbow needs to start? No. No. Okay. Start where you start like. Start where you like. You'd mm-hmm. like to see that. Start where you like. Yeah. And uh, and then, uh, but you would like to see pressure, a certain amount of pressure from the elbow on the pad. I think that, or is that instead to, to of instead of, a foul?
1: Yeah. Well, in, ter- in terms of like p- people calling micro fouls or people calling you know little tiny hops or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's the, it's up to the referee's discretion or the referee being able to see that. I'm only suggesting this as an idea. I don't think that this is definitely something that should happen. I just because like we got on. Bob in the
0: super chat needs. and he's <laughs> Bob's raging. <laughs> I wrote the
1: rules. I wrote that you rule. know <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> my arms are bigger. <laughs> uh No, I mean just in terms of like, if you want to say. uh like the referee that is in the down ref position, so you've got two referees. One is is usually watching and doing the setup of the hands and saying, ready, go, and you know they're trying to get the athletes square and make sure everything's fair. Then when the match begins, the, the head referee, I guess the one that was doing the setup, is looking at the pin line to see whether there was a pin. Usually the down referee is, is sort of helping in the setup, but like guiding the head referee, uh, but they are also looking for elbow fouls. And so if an elbow foul is called, when somebody lifts their elbow off the pad, then they will call an elbow foul. And depending on how the match is set up, um, whether it is a, a stop, a, a restart, the, the match is restarted with this person now having a foul, which I think is the wrong way to do it. Running fouls, I think, are definitely the way to go. If you foul, you need to get a pin to get a restart. Yeah, Because so many people that are in a losing position, they're about to lose. Mm. They'll foul just to get a restart. So
0: as, as we were talking about earlier with yeah. Larry's match, for instance, you know that he he was in the winning position, mm-hmm. and then he there's a foul, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a restart, yep. and that just uh, took him from being in a winning position to being completely gassed and yep. losing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's that gamesmanship, and and people, athletes are smart, and they look for any advantage they can get. Yeah, and if they've identified that, hey, if you're about to lose, just foul. Yeah, and you get a restart, you get another go at it. Better so, than losing. So, is
0: it the inconsistency as much as the rules themselves that's causing a consternation within the community at the moment? I would say
1: so. It, it seems most events are people don't really know which rule set they're going under. Right. The competitors would, and the people who have organised it. Mm. But as far as like, if you're a general public or it's like, oh, I'm or semi interested or a casual fan, I guess if you call yourself, yeah. And it's like these two guys. Yeah, I know who they are. I want to see this match. And it's like. They start and you're like, oh, what, what, what happened? Why did, the, why didn't he get the win? And yeah. it's like, oh, well, what rules are this? What is this? Like, mm. Especially if you've always watched, say, the WAL, mm. and then it's like you're seeing the WF and it's different, different rules. Yeah. And then you, if you're like, oh, I don't understand why this, this is. It's frustrating as an audience to yeah. watch that. And it's like it shouldn't be that way. It should be unified rules. Yeah, and it's it should be in a way that favors the audience, the viewing public, just get a match started and see who wins. Yeah. That's what it should be. And,
0: and it, 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 currently there there isn't a, a unified league or um, mm-hmm. authority as such, but mm-hmm. you've got a couple of larger organisations or promotions mm-hmm. uh, over time uh, that may resemble more like the UFC than what they would say uh, – uh, uh, the NFL or yep. or the AFL, yep. for instance, here in Australia. So, so these are more promotions mm-hmm. than they are leagues. Exactly. Um, but they um, they they're the one they they they're the ones putting it all together, and that that's where the eyeballs are at. Yeah. Um. So, um, do you, would you prefer to see one standard rule set applied by an international body to everybody, um, or are you happy to kind of see uh, the WAL evolve and uh, WAF evolve and and maybe other other third ways mm. to, uh, emanate. So no, no, <laughs> no you would
1: okay. Sorry tell you off. Yeah, right. I think one. One organization that everyone competes in, everyone competes. But even in that if one the rules you don't agree with, you'd be happy with that. If it's if everyone if pulls under the same, everyone right. trains under that. Everyone, this is the rules. And then, like with the UFC when they started, they they adjusted rules over time, yeah, as things worked or things didn't work.
0: And what what would it t- say? So is that a practical goal given the stakeholders in arm wrestling currently?
1: It is practical. It just will take uh, it will take a while to get happening. Um, it'll it'll money talks money always is is the way forwards in in terms of things uh you've got a big european league you've got a big uh, north american league they, they both have different rule sets they both have different champions different, different um ideologies and occasionally you'll get one or the other that actually face each other and then they'll say well what rules are we going to do it under and mm. you know whatever rules they come up with it's like oh well he only won because of these rules or it's a, it's a big fact it's a mess and it's like it if you had an overarching, and not a body, it needs to be an organisation that everyone competes under. Everyone right. is in, signed to that organisation. Everyone's signed to that organisation and they all compete in that organisation. Uh, to get something like that happening is difficult and you've got to have money behind you and you've got to have the means to be able to get all the athletes to come and compete on your stage. Mm. Uh, I don't see tournaments as being the way forwards. I see the it's tournaments as being like a qualifier. Qualify, mm. A way to qualify or to prove your merit to get a shot in the actual main organization. Okay. Uh, then, when you get in the main organization, you have cards where you have super matches. You win the super matches, you improve your standing, you know, and then the next time they have a card, it's like, well, maybe you'll go from the undercard to we'll put you on a main card event. Yeah. Or maybe you're the main the main event, like you're the main person, you know, and you build it along that way, mm. and that's where it's like those. Like so, okay, when we have a, a weight class or a title a title bout, you're recognized as the title holder in that industry, in that league, in that body uh, and it's it's universal. it's like everyone competes in that world. Mm. you are the champion, you are the champion, mm. and it doesn't matter if somebody's a champion of the local you know South Australian league. It's like, mm. who cares? <laughs> yeah. Know? Same same with UFC. If you're the UFC champion, you're the champion of the world. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're the champion of Bellator. It doesn't matter if you're Strike Force champ. It doesn't matter if you're Elite S C champ. Yeah. No one cares. It's yeah. like you are I mean, it's great, you're still a good fighter. But yeah. You need it's almost like a qualifying card to get you to the UFC. Yeah. And the guys that did win titles in Bellator and Elite XC and Strike Force that went to UFC didn't do that well. Yeah. Some of them did all right. But mm doesn't mean that because you're the champion in that league that you are also as good as the champion in the UFC. The UFC is the best. Mm. Best of the best. And that's what it needs to be. And
0: and that that hurt Fedor's credibility at certain points of his (laughs) uh, career where, I mean, the world felt that he was the the greatest heavyweight champion alive. Right. But because he didn't have that opportunity to test himself in the best league in the world, there was always that that question mark. He had the opportunity. So, um, well... Yeah, there's
1: there's an inside story there. <laughs> <laughs> I can quickly run over if you want. Uh, fe- fe- I've, no, I've got hey, to. too. <laughs> <laughs> Fedor uh, heavyweight uh, fighter uh, in Pride. I think he was under. Well, he he had one loss, but it was a loss from a cut, which he then avenged. He was like I know uh, twenty nine and oh, oh sorry twenty nine and one. You know that one loss, mm. which wasn't really a loss. Uh, recognized, yeah. Well, everyone who'd seen him fight, this is the guy. This is the number one. UFC put their organizers. Organization together, and they were they were signing everyone, anyone who was good. You're in the UFC. If you want, you want to be a UFC champion. At the point where Fedor was at his best, UFC was still up and coming. Uh, pride which was a fighting organisation in Japan. That mm. was huge. It was m- mega. Yeah. Uh, but it was unfortunately also...
0: <laughs> huge domestic audience, oh, but also uh, worldwide exposure. Yeah, they, yep. they had
1: like 100,000 people in their
0: arena. Yeah. Not not fought in a cage, fought in a ring.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, massive, massive organisation. Unfortunately, I think the Yakuza over there, they organised the crime. <laughs> they got involved somehow and it went under. Oh. And it went under quick. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, so all those fighters that were signed to Pride they were now free, free agents, agents, yeah. And UFC scooped up a bunch of them. Fedor Emelianenko, uh, he didn't sign with UFC, and the main reason <coughs> is because his managers wanted, as part of his contract conditions, they wanted the UFC to put a fine... if they sign if you sign with Fedor Emelianenko, uh, who was signed to a promotion called M1, okay. M1 Global. Uh, we want you to co-promote with M1 Global. <laughs> we want you to build a stadium in Russia. <laughs> we want you to only put Fights with Fedor on in Russia. Hmm. And when you do your announcement of you know UFC Presents, you must conclude and M1 Global. <laughs> right. So it was never going to happen. Yeah, uh, UFC is like, no, we don't do that. Yep. We're, we're our own organisation. We don't ever co-promote with anybody no matter what. Yep. Um, and that was the terms, and they met a few times, and it just never went through. That was like, build us a stadium,
2: <laughs> say
1: M1 Global, and you'll have him. And yep. it was like, no, nah, we don't need him. We don't need him. And they yep. didn't. And then yep. Fedor, you know, he went on, he fought a few more times in a couple of other organizations that were against, eh, not the best opponents, but, um, you know, had some... Some wins, uh, ended up losing a few, and now he's sort of winning one, losing one. I think he's still active, think actually. He's 45, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Something like that.
1: But his name never got to the heights it would have got if he'd signed with the UFC. Yeah. Uh, and the reason being, everyone's in UFC. UFC is promoting around the world. Everyone recognises the UFC as... Heavyweight champion is the heavyweight champion
0: of the world. Yeah. That's the way it should be.
1: That is the only way it should be ever. Boxing went the completely wrong way.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, that's in sharp contrast to boxing where, you know, there's multiple organizations (laughs) and- It's so ridiculous. Yeah. I don't even
1: know how many there is. It's like 15.
0: Yeah. and
1: It's like the WBO champion, the WBC, the WBA, it's like, which is the champ? Mm. Who's the champion? I don't know.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting because you, you tend to find that there's organisations that, that uh, uh, approach a, a hegemony like um, uh, you were saying Pride uh, mm-hmm. had in Japan. They were the big ones and then they faded and then the UFC rose mm-hmm. and because of these sports are still very much in their infancy mm-hmm. um, compared to say the established mainstream sports, um, they're is still that conjecture? Will UFC fade, and will something else rise mm-hmm. out of its ashes? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and and in some way, that is why boxing is the way that it is, mm-hmm. and, and so splintered, um, and uh, because there's always somebody who thinks that they can do it a little bit differently or a little yeah. bit better, and yeah. uh, or legacy uh, leagues or associations that mm-hmm. are somehow. Uh, Hung in there even though they no longer have the hegemony. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of, uh, you know, I mean, there are a lot of MMA organizations out there. Mm. There's heaps. Uh, and you, the biggest competition to UFC is probably Bellator. Yeah. Uh, most people don't know anything about Bellator. No, no even one's following the, it. Even though they're number two. Yeah. And it's like, well, there you go. Yeah. You know, you're Bellator champion. Mm, okay, uh, but, you know, everyone knows UFC. Yeah. And it's mainstream. That's the way it needs to be if arm wrestling's going to go forward. Are
0: you familiar with the history of football? Uh, of AFL? Uh, of all football.
1: Of, like, American football? Yes, of all football. With the XFL?
0: Uh, of all football. Uh, yeah, sure. so, I mean, the... Uh, I'm just going to keep asking. questions. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> <laughs> like a football like, football? Except like a, a round football? or a, 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 <laughs> So, um, well, if, uh, football went through this uh, whole dynamic and so the rules associated with playing uh, football uh, 100 and well, let's say 180 years ago 170 years ago mm. uh, was there was a re- there's a reason why we have the term home ground advantage mm because it was the home team that decided the rules. Oh really? And so you could have the rules where you're going to say oh yeah, we're going to we're going to play on a on a round pitch, right? Or an oval pitch because we don't have a square one. Yeah. So we're going to play on a round one. And we're going to we're going to play with uprights because we don't have crossbar goal. And we're going to play where you throw the ball backwards, but you, you can kick the ball forwards. And these rules were <laughs> nutted out on the morning by the home team. So they could have been practicing all week to the rules that they wanted to play. Oh. And then they sprung it on the other team at the the, 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 the uh, toss of the coin wow. and said, well, here's the rules that we're playing today. Yeah. And so, um, and so you had teams <laughs> like rugby, for instance, the club rugby, that was – played rugby rules. Ah. So you went there and you played rugby rules. Yeah. And so uh, rugby had the rules that roughly approximate what you see rugby. But then they'd be up against an association team mm. or a soccer team mm. uh, who liked kicking the ball along the ground, for ah. instance. And so they were used to playing that way. So you had these teams that were developing very disparate skill sets around what was the strengths within their within their player mm. Um or uh, had developed as a culture, uh, and in some cases regionally, and, uh, and then when they came to compete, the rules were ratified. And then, of course, you'd have tournaments where the rules were agreed upon in advance. And then you'd have teams that just said, yeah, I don't want to play by those rules. Mm. I'm going to get a whole bunch of other teams that like playing the rugby rules. We're going to go do that over here. Mm. So that's how you had a rugby union developed. So you had association rules. So that became enshrined. And that's the soccer rules. That's where we get the word soccer from. From association. It's an abbreviation of association. Oh. It says soccer. There you go. And, uh, and then you had uh, union rules rules rugby union rules so uh, league developed uh, well into the future but um, even out of all of that is where you get uh, gridiron Mm. so which was a a rough approximation of rugby rules initially that um, uh, was lifted by some of the petty aristocracy and uh, and landed in the ivy league so gridiron is not the all-american game it's an ivy league game Uh so it's developed by the Uh, By the top end of town uh, to be played in the best universities, Ah. and uh, originally there were only a handful of teams, or three or four teams, Ah. and so they developed the rules that they liked, and they took upon it, you know, the the rectangle, and they had the uprights and. Mm and uh, they had their crossbar, and there was no points for going under it. Um, with Gaelic, of course, you got points for going under it, so you had Gaelic rules that kind of born out of that as well, and Australian, mm. Australian rules kind of came out of all of that, as, all out of the same period. Mm. So you had union, soccer, gridiron, and Australian rules, all within a 30- or 40-year period kind of spin off from what was – uh, sport that you'd made up the rules on the day, mm. and uh, and of course all of those sports have gone on to become you know the the lingua franca for winter wherever you may be in any part of the, in those parts of the world. Mm-hmm. You know if you're in America, you're gonna and it's winter, you're gonna be talking about NFL. If you're in Queensland, you're gonna be talking about league. If yeah. you're uh, if you're in uh, in most of Europe and South America, you're gonna be talking about soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that's that's how. Uh, football developed out of this melee of rules Um, and I just wonder you know how uh, arm wrestling Mm -hmm. develops in the same way whereas at the moment there's different rules even different clubs have Mm -hmm. different sensibilities and you have uh, occasionally people come over from interstate who have different ideas as to what the rules should be Mm -hmm. Um, and um, and I wonder whether there's a number of versions of arm wrestling that might emanate from what it is that we have today Mm -hmm. over the next Fifty years, or whether that we consolidate the rules and um, have a soccer mm-hmm. or a yeah. whatever. Yeah, mm. I think consolidation is the way to go. Consolidation. Yeah, is the way everyone
1: to go. plays by the same rule set. Everyone understands what to do in every situation, and if it's done in a way where the you have it, say it's a promotion. Let's let's just say the, the arm wrestling promotion, and they have the best athletes. That are signed to them, and and they have regular matches, and it's all under the same rule set. Mm. And everyone and they have a lot of exposure. They then everyone recognizes that the best of the best people are in that association or in that promotion. Yeah. Uh, then everyone else will follow. They will go. Oh, that's what they're doing.
0: So, do you think it's about getting the biggest names in the sport together to establish the uh, the, uh, the 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 league or the the yeah, the promotion. The game, the promotion. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, rather than sitting with the administrators of the sport mm-hmm. and bringing that together. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, who's absolutely. deciding the rules right now? Uh, Hollywood, Matt Connolly and the world yeah. of arm wrestling. Apart <laughs> <laughs> from Bob. Bob Brown. Bob Brown. <laughs> so Bob Brown made it up. Who came to Bob Brown and said, we need rules?
1: Well, he made the rules. And this is, I'm he just made them up. My but <laughs> no, I think he, he made the rules for the, the North American Style of arm wrestling, yeah, that most people follow in that part of the world. Yeah, the Europeans, it's very similar, but it is slightly different, Uh, and so there are modifications of both both of those. And when they have super matches between somebody from, say, North America, and they're going against somebody from Europe, and there's an agreement on rules, yeah, it's like okay, well, we do it this way, you do it that way rather than us just doing it our way and having a potential advantage we'll accommodate the fact that you do things differently and we might you know set up a, a system where it's fair for both parties and you know you agree to this we'll agree to that blah, 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 blah. but if everyone was doing the same rule set if there was if there was a big enough if everyone was signed to the same organization and it will take money and it will take exposure and it will take time but if you are recognized as this is the way forwards and your rule sets will become the standard mm. because everyone will go, that's the way forward. Is
0: it, is, a little, is it too hard to herd the cats though? Is it too hard to get the Russians and the Americans, is it too hard to get big names to agree to these things? Is it hard to get the promoters to agree? Uh, because we, we're talking about a sport that really doesn't have an administrative class. You, you've got a, a sport that doesn't have mm. people running it. Uh-huh. You've got people that become activated yeah. when they're running an event. Yeah. And then outside of that, there's not much going on.
1: There's there's a, an answer to that, which is, is why I'm smiling.
0: Okay. Well, because well, I know the answer to that. You do. You I have do. an answer. I have an answer. Feel free to share that if answer. If you
1: put a promotion together and you get the most exposure and you put the best events on, everyone's going to start coming to you. Yeah. Regardless of where they are in the world, if you start putting on the best events, the most exposure – and people recognize oh that was a phenomenal thing and that was in the arm wrestling promotion you know the arm wrestling promotion that's, that's going on did you see that match it was in the arm wrestling. and if you are putting on consistent events the best people in the world are going to start coming over and going how do i get on the show
0: and but what what does it take is that prize money Is is that prize money if there's a because obviously that prize money lends legitimacy mm-hmm. to, to an event And it gives a reason for the best of the best to come out mm-hmm. and, and to get involved um, Are we going to see a $1 million super match In the next 24 months in arm wrestling? In the next 10 years. Oh, in the next 10 years, absolutely. So absolutely absolutely in the next 10 years see a $1 million super match. Yeah, maybe in the next five. So this is really something for the sport to have to work out very quickly because Mm -hmm. when you're talking about that that type of money involved, Mm -hmm. uh, for the prize money, I mean, that's life-changing. But for the gamblers, and this was one of the dilemmas with the uh, King of the Table tournament recently where the rules, there seemed to be some change Mm -hmm. or... Uh, very, very close to uh, to the event kickstarting, mm-hmm. and those rule changes weren't necessarily understood by those people that were were betting on on, on the uh, on the event, mm. and arm cool. bets um, returned all of the money. Right, they gave it all back to anybody. They just said, "Well, look, we didn't know the, what was going on with it. You could not have known what was going on with it. We don't think it's a fair bet." That's now great. they would have cost. I mean, they, 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 of all of the events. That arm bets would be covering, mm-hmm. that would have been the big one, mm. uh, the, or certainly maybe even one of the biggest so far. Mm. Yet they they because of the uh, the lax nature uh, or the uh, or the fluid nature of the rules, mm. they're always in a constant state of flux, mm. uh, they were forced to feel all compelled felt mm. compelled uh, in the name of fairness to return uh, that betted money back to those people that. Um, uh, that were staking on that match. A good, um, good move. A, a, a good move, a bold move. A, and, it and lends maybe, credibility, yeah. It t- certainly yeah. lends trust to Armbets, but to the same degree you've now got trust and credi- and and, and, and Armbets has got credibility, I think proportionately the promoter lost it. Yeah. So w- we're in an interesting uh, point in uh, in arm wrestling's evolution where we've got some, attention will, rushing to the sport, money rushing to the sport. Yeah, mm.
1: some somebody or or a group of people will put together something like this, mm. uh, some of the UFC, a, an
0: encyclopedia on the UFC. That's oh, right. UFC? <laughs> It'll be me. No. <laughs>
1: no, there will be growth, but there will probably be. I think the first one or two will fail, mm. uh, and UFC almost failed. Mm. Well, they did actually. Well, um,
2: we
0: we had Steve Maxwell, one of the very yeah. first investors in the UFC. Yeah, yeah. Talk about exactly that. He backed it for a couple and mm-hmm. got his money back out of it. And yeah. you know, uh, and then uh, it was all, all fell apart almost just yep. uh, shortly thereafter. And then resuscitated out of the embers by uh, uh, by the Dana Fetita, and the team yeah. and the Fatita brothers.
2: That's yeah. right.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they had to sell. They were they were thirty million dollars in the hole. Yeah. Uh, There's been other people that have tried and failed to bring on not only in the combat sports world, but uh, that's why I mentioned XFL earlier. Mm. So, Mm. NFL, you've got the National Football League, the, the American football.
0: I believe that that's all just been recently sold to The Rock. Is it? Yeah. So uh, XFL uh, McMahon's. Yeah. uh, So uh, WWE fame uh, Vince McMahon. Really bad buy by the Rock, but yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Really bad bad move. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So uh, from uh, what I understand, um, so he's um, yeah. So that that was something that uh, obviously was meant to be uh, an alternative, Mm -hmm. almost like a. Uh, a 2020 of of, uh, of NFL yep. and uh, and fizzled, and uh, they I believe attempted a second time and it fizzled, mm-hmm. and uh, now uh, I, I believe that's been purchased by the, the Rock and uh, is looking to revisit it and uh, bring it back again in a in a slightly different guise in the not too distant future.
1: The reason it failed was because they didn't give it enough time, and they put so much money into it, and they didn't have the audience. You've mm. got to build your audience. And NFL was the number one. If you want to watch American football, they're watching NFL. The people that are not happy with the rules or not happy with what's going on in NFL, that's what uh, uh, Vince McMahon was trying to target with the XFL. And he put together, and goes, hey, look, if you guys are not happy with what's happening in NFL, I've got my own league and we're going to do this and it's going to be amazing. We signed up all these ex-players from the NFL that are not quite as good, but, you know, they did a fantastic job with their promotion. Mm. They spent a lot of money and they put the teams together and they had a league, but they didn't take the time to build the audience. And it was like, they went out with it. There was no one watching. And it's like you, unless you, unless you've got the ability to sustain that for a long period of time so that enough people will start to come away from the NFL and then move to your organization. And it needs to grow so big that it's going to eclipse the, the original Mm. If it's not going to eclipse the original, it's just a copycat, and it's not going to be as good, and everyone already knows what NFL is, and you're going to die really quick and they did, they didn't even finish the first season, yeah, and he was spent i don't know how many billions of dollars yeah so it's it's sort of like when you see a really good idea or a really good product, and you go, oh I'm going to make a better version of that product." No one mm. buys it because they everybody knows the original product.
0: Well, th- not only that, but it, there's no consideration given to the tribalism and and the the amount of time and energy that people have already vested in their particular team and mm. and the pride that they have associated with their hometown team that they might have followed yeah. when they were a child or uh, who, whose jerseys they bought for their kids when mm. they were little. This this type of thing, or you know, uh, harking back to the nostalgia of getting an autograph from their. Uh, childhood idol for instance you Mm -hmm. play for the Cowboys or whoever it might be and Mm -hmm. you start something fresh and you've got to create you've got to give time for it to incubate so that people get a chance to build those memories build up that tribalism Mm -hmm. Uh, arm wrestling is is different though because there's yes there's, there's some degree of support but it's for an individual. It's mm. not. It's not the tribalism associated with a with a team or a town or yeah. a, a, geo, a, a geo, for instance. So, mm. so there, there's a, there's an opportunity to perhaps circumvent that. It, I, I think of um, Vince McMahon's XFL experience and um, and in contrast to Kerry Packer's experience with cricket mm. and uh, Rupert Murdoch's experience with Super League um, mm. in the UK was very successful and not so much in Australia because of the tribalism issues. Uh, here in Australia, mm-hmm. uh, whereas uh, so many new teams had to be created to fill out the uh, to fill out the league, whereas in the UK they were uh, very quickly able to recruit a lot of those older teams mm-hmm. that already had the following, and so kept much of that culture yeah. still alive within that Super League, and mm-hmm. so uh, that remained um, more successful as a result. But um, in, in arm wrestling, there's not the tribalism. Uh, you, you've, it's very personality-based. As, as and so you can develop the narratives around those, those people. What mm-hmm. people are interested in is the people in the story yeah. and the build-up and the hype. And, and, and it's one man against, or one woman against another. And, um, and so uh, you've got that. Um, those experiences with those billionaires throwing money at sport uh, comes down to TV rights. Mm-hmm. Um, more than anything. and I wonder in an age where arm wrestling has experienced this exponential growth, and it's not because of TV rights. It's mm-hmm. not because the big TV uh, ESPN or uh, or one of the big four network, networks have picked it up Mm -hmm. it's not because of that and the money's coming into the sport not because of the sponsorship dollars Mm -hmm. so that traditional model of running a sporting league that has uh uh, that has sponsorship dollars being thrown at it from big corporate and uh and from uh and and from the broadcaster Mm. that's that's not going to propel arm wrestling Mm it's very grassroots. So I wonder, and I wonder if then arm wrestling gets the opportunity to do this right, but without the um, uh, without the input of the billionaires and the media tycoons and and those other interests that also hold interest in all the other mainstream sports. Mm-hmm. So does arm wrestling have an opportunity to grow grassroots and to have a, an association or a league or ...established um, out of those people that are influencing the sport at the moment... ...the Ryan Bowens, the, the top athletes, the, the thought leaders, uh, the Bob Browns... ...can we get those people in a room to nut it out? Um, there's maybe 15 to 20 people whose opinions would be readily sought, I would say... ...on, mm. on the opinion in the world of arm wrestling... Mm. ...who uh, could weigh in and nut it out, chuck them in a room for a week... ...and come out with a standardised rule set... Uh, that um, and and a and a way to present arm wrestling to the world.
1: I don't think it's just the rule sets. I think it's and I I, I think I, and I've probably hiked this a few times. It's just that it needs to be one promotion that is recognised above all others as this is the one to go to. Yeah. Whatever their rules are, whatever they are, yeah, it's like you you you, know, you can have the most ridiculous. Can we rules. get
0: those people in to do that? <laughs>
1: Well, you were talking about, like, with the billionaires and, and I mean, the reason they can... Make, not, not the billionaires. No, 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 but, the but when you were talking about that uh, and that has been such an influence on other sports, I, I still think it's it, it would take a significant amount of finance to be able to to make that happen and you'd, you'd probably, the people that are the influencers, the people that have risen from the group uh, grassroots, they're not... In that position to be able to make that happen in terms of, you know, you'd need millions, millions of dollars to get that sorted. Uh, And if you're putting together one, I mean, you can start something, but to grow it, it, it's going to take a lot of finance. It
0: seems there's a lot of people trying to start things, Mm -hmm. but from very different positions. And so this is where you're more likely to end up with a a boxing scenario where you've got different associations doing their own kind of thing. Um, and then everybody wondering who's going to be the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, what, I'm, the I'm, best. The best I, I, will
1: rise above the others.
0: Well, I, I think the best in terms of promotion will. So the best promotion yeah. will be the one that's most viewable.
1: Viewable, yeah, absolutely. So
0: that that's that goes without saying. Mm-hmm. Um, the it won't be the one where it takes you twenty minutes to get a set up, and yeah. then the other guy gets fouled out. Those people don't tune in, and they don't pay their eight bucks for. For a pay per view again, exactly. they, they they do not. No one's going to waste uh, half an hour on their life mm-hmm. on uh, on about that where there's one pin. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's not what the what the world's tuning in to see. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it it, it it appears to me that there's there there's opportunity there, but there's um I don't know if anybody's quite uh, has got their head around how they they they're going to eat the whale yet.
1: Yeah, I I think it's. It's a it's a big thing, a big task to undertake, and as I said, I think the first couple will will fail. Mm. But um, yeah, I mean, when we look at have
0: what, the first couple already failed. Well, WAL is not. Uh, yeah, it, it, I think
1: they did so much right. I was the, really,
0: WAL was fantastic, yeah. fantastic aesthetic. Yeah, they, they
1: did so much right, and so they much they right. they should have. Kept, I don't know what happened with them in I'm terms not sure. of Their financing or whatever, or why they
0: stopped. Whether it was a COVID thing or yeah, it might have been. yeah, yeah.
1: they were going to be but the they way forward. That haven't risen model risen since have they?
0: Okay, hey? ha- uh, the WAL's not seemingly risen no. since. So you've got the king of the table mm. that seems to be hosting many of the the big names, mm-hmm. uh, and and Neil Pickup seems to be involved in some regard with that. Yeah, uh, he's got
1: he's got arm wars. He's
0: which, got arm wars. Okay, yeah, arm
1: wars, which. Um, I'm not
0: sure about what arm wars means at the moment. Yeah,
1: I'm not sure either. I I mean, he put on a a ton
0: of events um,
1: for many years, and they had a deal with a huge um, Eurosport, I believe, um, and he was putting on events weekly for for a long period of time. Mm. Uh, Rose arm wrestling exposure massively. And that's why I was so
0: excited to see him in the chat Because I was like, this is the guy I've been, I've been listening you know to know him the for years The interesting thing is uh, When we, uh, you, you were on the podcast with Ryan yeah. You were talking about Neil's match with Michael Todd yeah. And I couldn't help but think There's the greatest, one of the greatest arm wrestling matches of all time And yeah. in the background there's three kids that just want to go get an ice cream <laughs> And there's a couple of guys on the table that seemingly in their way yeah. And they're like, uh, they're people just in the background <laughs> Yeah,
1: I think I said that. I, I no like one the, paid to be there. The confused it was look. <laughs> yeah, like, of everyone like, what are, are is we going allowed on? to walk past now? They, it looks like there's what a are they doing? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Can we go now, Dad? Can we go? Yeah the, yeah, the kids in the background.
1: And that was for a, a, a championship. That was the
0: great. <laughs> 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 tells you how far the sport's gone Yeah, but yeah. in terms
1: of. The way they filmed it, the drama that the, the, that that video was fantastic. It was fan- oh. they did everything right. It was just that you know obviously they didn't have a, a, the audience there to watch them, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it, I guess in a way they probably should have hidden that or, or framed it in a way that you as a, as a Viewing a casual audience. observer,
0: you understood the significance of what was going on, yeah. That it was a world title that was on the line, right? Uh, not, <laughs> not just Sunday down at the beach <laughs> to do, having a go because it could have almost just looked like that. That's you know? right, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. but their, their video production and everything was, was really good, and this is why with WAL, just the I was, setting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean. Uh, it, I mean, it, maybe they just said, hey, we'll do everything on the beach and that'd be great and it was good fun and they had a good time. That's cool. Uh, it's just if they, the way they filmed it, it was like, yeah, with those people in the background, it, but it, was it also took some away time from ago, the aesthetic. You know, I, I yeah. think
0: the sport's probably come a long way now. Mm. But, uh, you know, certainly at that point, you know, mm. it, it, I mean, it just demonstrates, you know, how much attention's on the sport that's now. Right, that's right. If you had those two guys saying they were going to be anywhere in America right now mm-hmm. uh, on the table or kneeling, say, peak You'll pick up form yep. uh, on the table with Michael Todd mm-hmm. in similar form. Mm-hmm. Uh, there would be a thousand people that would want to see That's that right. in person. That's right. Uh, they they pack out anywhere almost yeah. with that. So
1: there's still, I mean, when right. I watch productions and I watch videos um, of even now, well, the king of the table, and it's just like, man, they need so the disappointed. <sighs> yeah. They're, they're trying things, which is so, cool. I mean, I like the fact they're trying and they're doing, they're putting on events and they're, you know, it, they're, and I'm happy to pay money to watch it. It's just, I think I can see so many things that they can improve on.
0: Well, you know, maybe not having people walking around in the background <laughs> on their phone. Whilst, whilst you, you've got to have the, the most consequential match in, in arm wrestling in the world yeah. right now, and there's just a guy in the background just yeah. che- checking his notifications on Instagram. Uh, people wandering through. Wandering through. Uh, I, I noticed at the last one, I thought, oh, this looks a little bit better, and then they panned off to the guys as they were in between. And it's, it's just like, oh, there's oh, just... <laughs> You know, you go slightly off camera, and uh, to the, and it's just like there's uh, just a bunch of just dudes just hanging around. Yeah. No one's. It, it, it's not. Uh, if you want to, if you're presenting the best people in the world in a sport, doesn't matter if it's golf, tennis, football, mm-hmm. cricket, mm-hmm. arm wrestling. There's a, there's got to be a standard that's applied to. Uh, for the for the sake of the rest of the world, so they understand that what you're doing is important. Yeah. Because I saw that, and I thought that does not look important. <laughs> it did. It looked so unimportant that the people that were there yeah, didn't really want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you can't have the production and the lighting guys uh, just uh, sitting in the background, you know, scanning their notifications. Uh, it, there was. So yeah, as, as you're saying, it is quite frustrating because we're we're in that wild west stage where people are trying to work it out and mm-hmm. they're trying to work out what the magic formula is. Like Ryan has with social media, it's worked out what what a template looks like, and now everybody can follow it. But that, I think Neil did a fantastic yeah. job with the WAL, and I think that. If anything, that's the template. That's yeah. the standard. That's what we should all be aspiring to. Mm-hmm. I, I think the guys in Russia do a great job whenever they put on a tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lil Was looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's. Uh, uh, I'd certainly look to do it differently because I think it loses perhaps some intimacy in the way that uh, it is presented um, in the uh, uh, in the Eastern Bloc. But it, it's nonetheless it's. Um, uh you know it's, it's presented professionally the guys are you know they're, they're not turning up in cargo shorts yeah, yeah. you know they're, they're there they've got a uniform they they look like they're athletes and um, and and there's a respectful crowd and when the athletes aren't on show they're backstage and you can't see what's going on and I mm-hmm. think that 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 is that's a standard that needs to be set yes um, and then there's got to be the flexibility to be able to you know to um, scale that down and um, in the event that you know it is a regional event it's mm-hmm. not you don't have the biggest names in the world or you don't have uh you know two hundred people there and and instead you might have fifty and how do you present that but still present it as a high quality uh, production yeah yeah uh, the, uh, uh, Ryan uh, sent me a link to uh, some guys in India mm. uh, they're doing an outstanding job with their production I mean it looked it looked amazing mm. um and uh and and that that Those guys over there are doing doing a spectacular job. And we sometimes forget about uh, India and uh, Central Asia Mm -hmm. where arm wrestling is huge and there's millions of exponents. Um, And we kind of think of that part of the world as not having a lot of money or whatever. But you look at the Indian production Mm -hmm. of arm wrestling and compare that against King of the Table Yeah. And it's chalk and cheese. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the Indians are doing it without the big names, uh, but they're spending their money on production mm. and presenting the sport well, mm-hmm. um, which makes the athletes look great.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's which right.
0: attracts the sponsors, it makes it more mainstream, it broadens the audience, it gives it greater appeal. I don't, I don't know what rule set they're using.
1: For the Indian art? Yeah. yeah well, I so, haven't seen them. No, but I'd yeah. be interested. Yeah,
0: yeah. But there's, there's um, but what they're doing... For it to look great on screen is amazing. Mm. Um, So... Interesting times ahead for arm wrestling, and mm. um, an interesting times ahead for you and Ryan with your second episode coming up yeah. uh, this Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday Australian time, yeah, Sunday seven AM
1: Adelaide time, seven thirty Brisbane time, sometime somewhere in the rest of the world. You'll have to compare
2: it to that. i online and
0: check it all out. And uh, and then um, and if people, I guess, want to keep up with when upcoming episodes are going on or anything that's going on in your world, they can head over to the hollywoodmattconnolly dot yeah. au or dot com. No, just dot com. Just a dot com,
1: no. so it's international. It's a dot commercial. Dot commercial. <laughs>
0: so, um, World Wide Web. That's right, Hollywood, Matt. Oh, bringing out the knowledge now. So, so for those people that don't want the abbreviations, Um, and uh, so
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I'm not going to get into that. (laughs) CTP.
0: (laughs) So, uh, so, uh, and and so, people will be able to tune in uh, every week. um, And uh, is is it also available as an audio podcast or just on the YouTube?
1: it's on YouTube at the moment. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to just grab the audio gonna and I'm just going to yeah. yeah, put it up on the same platform that we've got uh, our show here on. So, yeah, yeah. just put it in with ours. I'll just I'll mix right. it.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you won't notice. You It'll won't be notice. like Ryan's in studio with us. <laughs> That's
0: what, you may be able to tell whether it's you or Ryan. Anyway, exactly. um, I reckon we'd just rip all of Ryan's content and just <laughs> suck it on our channel. I'll just uh, put
1: my face over it. Like. <laughs>
0: A little button and <laughs> occasionally you, a bicep. Have you seen <laughs> the, the,
1: the, the deep Tom Cruise thing?
0: Yes, oh, yes, yes, it's amazing, isn't cool it? How cool is that? Yeah, could yeah, do that. Could, could, could do that. <laughs> so, welcome to the new Ryan Blue uh podcast here. Yeah, I'll <laughs> oh, we'll have to hide the biceps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so. People should do that. They should uh, check out, go onto Ryan Blue Bowen's uh, YouTube channel yep. and then you'll, you'll see uh, this face pop up uh, along with the great man and you may even see a little bit of you might, you might
1: be treated treated to the uh, the double <laughs> bicep with the split. You gotta and, look for the split.
0: And and if you want that on a t shirt you can get in the merch. No, to it. Uh i no. dot
1: no, pulling it off tonight when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds bad. <laughs>
0: I'm cutting that line. <laughs> Uh, I, I did my best uh, So, uh, <laughs> Well thank you very much for joining us once again On the Daily Combat Podcast It's been a fantastic episode, I really enjoyed it We've talk, been talking about the, the future of arm wrestling Amongst other things And the pathway forward for not just influences in the sport But of course uh, the athletes themselves And the promotion just generally Rules and everything, I think we covered it oh, yeah, I, I don't absolutely. know if we come up with any answers But we definitely, we definitely spoke about the problems a lot Right. Yeah. As long as we did that. Yeah. Just highlighted <laughs> just complain, everybody else. but don't give me any <laughs> solutions. That's what arm wrestling is all about. It's about complaining and not providing <laughs> solutions. And if you want more of that, tune into the Daily Combat podcast. We'll bring you a whole lot more next week. Cheers, guys. Cheers.